It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610 KMA. Happy Tuesday afternoon. 547-1610 is our number if you want to get involved. You can also reach us via email. 610KMA.com. Bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. You can reach us as well. On Parlor and Facebook at the Bottom Line 610, Twitter at Bottom Line 610, and the free mobile app, Google Play and Apple Stores. I'm Rob Francis. He's Ed Dawson. And you know, Ed, just listening to ABC News um, once again was, was a realization in the stark contrast of the last seven days. We talked at length yesterday about what happened in Atlanta. And some of what what was discussed in regards to that. And just listening to what ABC News said about the shooting in Boulder, Colorado, was 180 degrees from the approach that they took to Atlanta. They were very cautious to say in that report that authorities have not determined the motive. But interestingly enough, authorities hadn't determined a motive in the Atlanta shooting either, but the media had as did far-left politicians, as did activists. They had determined a motive when police did not. And police still haven't determined a motive in Atlanta outside of what the shooter had told them himself. But that wasn't good enough for the media. They didn't like that explanation because he was a white man. White man bad. White man racist. White man obviously targeted those Asian women and went after them mercilessly and with a vengeance because he is a white man and he is racist and he is toxic. And that was his intent, was to kill them. In fact, yesterday, after the shooting in Boulder, Colorado took place, Twitter was full of supposition by far-left pundits saying, obviously, we know he must be white because if he was black or brown, the police would have killed him already. Obviously, he's white because we don't know his identity. And all of this going on for a full day, pointing the finger at the fact that the shooter in Boulder, Colorado, had to be a white man. And then we find out this morning that he was not. He was born in Syria, came here as a child with his family. His name is Ahmad al-Aliwi Alyssa. He is fair in complexion, but he is of Middle Eastern descent. Now, nobody is going to turn around and go on a rant or a rampage about people of Middle Eastern descent because it wasn't a group of people from Middle Eastern descent that opened fire in Boulder, Colorado. It was one man. It was one man who opened fire with a weapon. However, Facebook, less than an hour after his name was revealed by Boulder police, Scrubbed his profile. They deleted it. There were some screenshots that were able to be be taken from those who actually could be considered journalists that showed that he was very much... um, 
He did have some mental issues. I think that that I think anybody that does something like that has mental issues that should go without being stated. Um, even those that take the time to premeditate are not wouldn't wouldn't necessarily say would pass the sanity test. He was not a fan of former President Trump. That hurts the narrative. Not a white man hurts the narrative. He was very much um, an activist against Islamophobia. Even on his own profile, he talked about that. Made some tweet, made some comments on Facebook about uh, the Islamophobics hacking his phone. And if they would just leave him alone, he could have a normal life. He's not an angry white man who went and shot up a supermarket, which, by the way, a lot of white people were killed in that shooting. But the narrative is not now about a man of Middle Eastern descent who killed a majority of, majority of the victims were white people. It's now gun control. See, now we switch the narrative because the aspects of the shooting didn't fit the playbook. It didn't fit the agenda. It didn't fit the carefully crafted weave that the media and the far left, the national media and the far left, likes to put forward. So now we have to go to plan B. Because he wasn't a white guy, we can't talk about his toxic whiteness and masculinity. So now we have to go to plan B and blame the guns. Because we didn't blame the guns in Atlanta. We didn't blame the guns in Atlanta. We blamed the white guy and the racism in Atlanta because that fit the narrative. But now that that's not in place here, now we're going to blame the guns. So we're going to go to the other page in the playbook, and we're going to have the president talk about we need action to ban assault rifles again because the shooter doesn't doesn't fit our narrative. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Dave from Kenoy. What's up, Dave? Um, so there was eight people killed in Atlanta. How come we're not talking about the other two? That's correct. Is it because they, is it because they weren't Asian? Um, and another thing is, if you go into an Asian massage parlor and you go shoot the place up, just out of random coincidence, how many people do you think you're going to kill that are Asian? I think it has a lot to do with the location. I don't think it was a targeted other than anything other than what the guy's individual problem was. I'd like to talk about the other two women, though. Well, actually, it was two men, if I remember correctly. One was a Hispanic man and one was a white man. Yeah. Uh, that were that were the other two victims. Uh, they were men. Um and, and they were they were they were they were there. Don't know if they were necessarily patrons. Don't know if they were employees, but they were there. I know that you 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 mentioned this. I feel like I want to mention it again and kind of expand on this. Both these incidents last week in Atlanta and yesterday in, in Boulder, Colorado, horrific events. Yes, and should be condemned. And it's not it. It's not that we are trying to compare the two no in as much as this most people out there are just saying be consistent 
be consistent. If you're going to, if you're going to yell and scream about racial overtones in a situation like this, even though there's no evidence either in Atlanta or Boulder, if that's if that's what you go with, then you stick with that and you condemn a Syrian national for doing this, a Muslim from doing this, just like you did the white guy in Atlanta. That's all we're saying is you... you I know that I know that that's really hard for people who are emotionally driven, but be consistent. And that's it. It's not don't give one narrative for one shooting and another narrative for another shooting. If you look and there are people out there who they are completely about banning assault rifles. Absolutely. No matter who is firing them. There are no. And so not talking to you. (laughs) No. Talking, Talking about the people who jumped to conclusions last night on social media, did a big whoopsies this morning, changed the narrative, and now, you know, we're going to be outraged now about the weapon that was chosen when we weren't outraged last night when we thought it was another white guy. After we go to the phones, there's another part of that, too. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Bill from Walla What's up, Bill? Well, I think... Uh... I, I don't want to predict anything terrible, but it seems to me that we may be seeing some more of these shootings. It seems like uh, the purpose of those, or at least they, they take every opportunity they can. That the, the thought process behind that is to take the guns. They can't. Uh, they can't say anything about that guy's descent, where he's from. That would be racist, don't you agree? Well, yeah, yes. It, 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 if if they framed it in a manner to where they were doing more than just giving his name and describing him, which is what they've done now, yeah. then it would be. If, if, they if, said everybody, that if everything right. was consistent, then we would, we, well, if we, were, if we were truly being consistent here, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, uh, but then every shooter, we would know their race, color, ethnicity, religious background, how old they were, what their uh, political leanings were, uh, looking at their social media. Look, if we're going to do it for one because it fits the narrative, we're going to do it for all. I'm not saying that's a great right. way to go about things, but, but you know, from a news perspective, but you cannot. And we've seen this too many times, Rob, that they the left focuses on one piece of the story, blows it out of proportion because they can and they know it's going to rile everybody up. And when you ask them. Well, why didn't race matter in this instance? Why didn't his political affiliation matter in this instance? Why didn't his color matter in this instance? Guns are bad. You know, the only thing that the two, well, there's there's probably a few things that the two have in common. But the one thing in both stories is it appears that both were devoutly religious of two different religions. Both appear to be devoutly religious. Okay. But here's the bigger issue. The bigger issue is that the media, the national media, and the far left had assumed a motive when police said they did not know one. Police said that what they were told by the suspect was that he had a sex addiction. And that's what drove him to commit the crime. And that they found out that he frequented the three massage parlors 
that he went into and he opened fire. So there was a history between him and the massage parlors, and he went to a rehab facility for sex addiction. All those things line up with what he said his motive was. But that motive wasn't good enough for the media and the far left. They needed to create a motive where there wasn't one. Now that the shooter is not an angry white man, we have to, we're going to wait until the police find a motive and tell us a motive before we rush to judgment on a motive. But when it's an angry white man, we're going to create the motive that's going to be the most sensational one that fits our narrative. Well, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Well, and and to zoom out one more step, I saw all those all those uh, posts on social media last night. You know what all of them had in common, aside from being completely off base once we learn more today? Not one of them was flagged as being fake news. No, they weren't, because Twitter only does that for conservatives. Let's take one more call before the commercial break. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Chuck from West Richland. Hi, Chuck. Hey, I'm a big guy that does Well, I'm a big guy. That's a different story. Um, I don't believe in coincidence, and I don't think it's a coincidence that here we are how many days into an administration where a president says he wants to do everything he can to violate our Second Amendment, and all of a sudden we have two mass shootings. It, it's To me, it's not a coincidence. We didn't have a whole lot of that going on. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but not nearly as often and not nearly as visible for the last four years. Appreciate the call, Chuck. And yeah, you know, that that crossed my mind. Um, believe it or not, I don't I don't, you know, spout out conservative or con, conservative conspiracy theories at the drop of a hat. I actually think about them and um, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know if because I'm seeing things like, well, this is to get the narrative off of the southern border about how Joe Biden blows over in a stiff wind going up uh, Air Force One steps. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's really the case. You know what I'm seeing that's even better? Just because he's Muslim doesn't mean he's not white. That's how they're trying to spin their, their, their falsehoods from last night. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. If you want to get involved, CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator, Clearwater in Kennewick, 100% all-natural CBD products. And through the rest of the month of March, 30% off any purchase of $100 or more. That easy. $100 or more, 30% off, and ask to try one of their newer products, CB Night. Five milliliter bottle, sample size, absolutely free in the month of November. It's National Sleep Month. So you can get 30% off your order of $100 or more. Try a sample of CB Night. 100% all natural CBD products, and they're all backed by a 100% 30-day money-back guarantee. CBD American Shaman. Across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. 547-1610 if you want to get involved. Um, yes. Um, social media has already tried to tamp down um, 
after it was just all over and on fire yesterday with the Boulder, Colorado shooting at King Supers, where tragically 10 people lost their lives, including a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to minimize it today because the narrative uh, is not what they thought it was yesterday. Plus, you also <clears throat> are now in a situation where, frankly, fewer and fewer people are just accepting the mainstream media's coverage. You mentioned in the the first segment this hour in in breaking this down that there were a lot of people that basically, once this happened, went digging on their own, found the Facebook post before they were taken down, found some other information on their own about this gunman, about the situation, about the victims, and about everything involved uh, with this. They didn't go to the mainstream media first. They went and started digging on their own. Now, can every person do that all the time? No, it's not, it's not feasible. We all have lives to lead. And, but it, 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 for me, being in the media and have you know, been in the media for much of my adult life, I see it from that perspective where people have been fooled and outright lied to in many cases by the mainstream media that they're not even going there for their coverage anymore. And that should be a major red flag uh, if they were even awake to that notion, the mainstream media. Because, yes, more and more people will, will use the media and social media to hear about an event. But any kind of deep dive, more and more people are doing it on their own. And mm-hmm. I, I, I hesitate to say this because if everybody did this, I'd be out of a job eventually. But more people need to do that. You really do need to figure out on your own before you form an opinion. Don't take the slanted media coverage and then form your opinion because guess what? Chances are you're going to form an opinion that lines up with the coverage that you're watching. And that goes for the right and Fox News and all that stuff. If all you feed yourself is the right wing stuff, guess what? Your opinions might be a little right wing. If you only watch MSNBC and CNN, well, chances are you might form opinions that are a little bit left leaning. My point is do your own digging. A ton of people did last night. And it helped bring to the surface the fact that this narrative that was fed to us last night and reinforced by all these, you know, people on social media completely blown up and blown out of the water. And I say good for the general public who did that. Not long after the Atlanta shooting, interviews were conducted with classmates of the shooter. The Denver Post has printed an article containing interviews from the classmates of the Boulder, Colorado shooter. Short-tempered was something cited by multiple classmates, as was someone who used his ethnicity as a weapon, stating that if anyone said anything negative to him, 
he would call it a hate crime. Hook up with The Bottom Line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom Line News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610. If you want to get involved, Perfection Tire, 59 years and counting. That's how long they've been serving this community. The first store opened up on Columbia Center Boulevard. Three stores have followed in the ensuing decades, but the one thing that has maintained has been the customer service, the quality work, and the ethic that you expect from Perfection Tire. You can visit their website, perfectiontire.com, for the entire litany of services they provide, and there are a lot of them, as well as the selection of tires, which is huge. Visit perfectiontire.com or stop by one of those four locations in the Tri-Cities waiting to serve you. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 k What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Rob. Hey, Ed. How you doing today? My name is Bob. I'm calling from Walla Walla, Washington. What's on your mind, Bob? Hey, you know, something has been bothering me for quite a while, and it's all about this colored thing. It's all, uh, I grew up in the 60s where we had segregation and real racism and apartheid. And I have seen ever since Johnson has signed the Civil Liberties Act, I have seen nothing but the government taking care of people from the womb unto the tomb. And this has created a society of people who are dependent upon government. And it really pees me off when they start segregating people by a specific color. Now, I look at something and I say, this is colored green. This is colored blue. And what they're telling me is that these people are colored. This person's colored black. This person's colored white. The only thing I haven't heard from is that this person is colored yellow. I've heard Asiatic or Asian. Now, why are they not saying that, you know, I'm Caucasian. Why can't they say that that individual is Negroid, that individual is Asiatic? Would that make me a racist or a bigot? I don't think so. It makes me a realist. And I'm concerned about the way our media is handling these things. Thanks for the call, Bob. We appreciate you chiming in. 547-1610. You're up on the bottom line. News up. Not They didn't nope. hold? Give no. us a call back, 547-1610. I mean, I you agree. can also send us an email. Yeah. Go to the website, 610kona.com, the bottom line page, and uh, fill out the form. We get an email. I, I agree with you, Bob, in the aspect that we seem to be going back in a direction where we're putting everybody back in little separate corners again. That's what, that's what Dr. Martin Luther King and many others fought against uh, for decades that led up to the Civil Rights Act being signed um, but in 1964, followed by the Voting Rights Act not long after that. But you're, you're right, we're going back in that direction where we're finding safe spaces for people and we're trying to keep everybody together by color. Um, you know, because we don't teach history the way we did, there are people that may forget that George Wallace, the governor of Alabama, was so dead set on preventing blacks from attending the University of Alabama, that police had to escort the first black student onto the campus so that they could attend class. Because it was that tense between the state and the federal government on the issue that police had to accompany the first black student onto the campus of the University of Alabama. It was a black woman, I believe. Yes. we, We seemingly are going backwards. We are seemingly going backwards from that point where now we want to intentionally segregate ourselves 
because it'll make us feel better. When in all reality, what we're doing is we're making the divide larger. We are creating a growing divide because we don't want to work out any differences. We don't want to confront the differences. We just want to put them to the side, pretend they're not there, and go in our nice little space. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Jeff and Pasco. What's Love on your mind? Show, guys? What's well, up? Hey, just speaking of uh, segregation and things, you know, it brings back to me the whole George Floyd situation where I think a lot of this. I don't think it started there, but it just it seemed like the the fuel to the fire to make all this whole racism and stuff just you know really prominent and for a lot of people. But I've seen video of uh, one of the police officers' body cams where it shows George Floyd actually did not die from his um, the officer's neck or a knee being on his neck. He died from drugs that were in his system and other uh, issues as well. And so. Like you guys are saying, we need to look in, we need to do our own research, our own work, and figure out exactly what the facts are before we just start jumping to conclusions. Appreciate the call. Thank Absolutely. You so much. And the problem that we've run into is that we find out facts and information that may not agree with what we want to believe, and we tend to ignore them. Well, we, it's we harder. We, it's we, much easier it, to it listen is. to yeah. opinions that, that fall in line with what we think. We don't, we don't acknowledge the fact that there are facts out there that may go against our narrative. We ignore them. We try to bury them. We try to push them to the side. Um, you know, the, the, the trial for, for Derek Chauvin is going to begin shortly. They just finished the jury portion of it, which took weeks, by the way. And the jury is going to be under immense pressure in that case. The jury is going to be under immense pressure to get it right, to make the accurate, to render the accurate verdict based on the evidence presented. There has been a lot of evidence presented in both by both camps supporting their theory of events. Um, there has been evidence presented showing that. Officer Chauvin may have behaved in a manner that was inappropriate. There's evidence that has also been presented that may have shown that George Floyd did indeed succumb to something or that other things were a contributing factor to his passing other than the actions of of Officer Chauvin. The jury will be the ones that render that, but I will tell you this right now. They will also have in the back of their minds, if we don't convict this man, we could be looking at Rodney King riots all over again. Yeah, and yes, and we've had... And that's unfortunate. Absolutely. I mean, justice is supposed to be blind. Uh, I I was told in civics class many moons ago that justice was blind. But here's, here's the other point to consider, that we have been inundated by social media, mass media... Um, influencers that everything is about race and that, you know, we need to um, look at things through a racial lens. Well, then we needed to look at, at things through a sexual orientation lens. And the, those that, those that, uh, prescribe to 
that. Uh, just the re- the regular everyday people, uh, not the not the ones with the agenda pushing the narrative, but but the the consumers of that narrative. Look, I I know some of these people. They're they're relatives of mine. I love them very very much. They they view it differently. They consume that narrative because it's being fed to them as being inclusive. And we're all we should all be one big happy family on this planet. And we should you know, listen to other people's concerns. We should take other people's uh, viewpoints into consideration before we form our own opinion so that we are colorblind. The problem, and I happen to agree with that. Yes, I think going back to our analogy of kids at a playground, you go to a playground, you see kids of every race, ethnicity, religious background, and guess what? They're not bigoted. They're not hateful. They're playing. They're playing games. They're chasing each other. They're playing tag. They're they're doing what kids do regardless of all these other things that the adults think are so important that that we we just become blind to it. I think the ultimate goal is a good one. You know, one where a, a world in which we don't jump to conclusions. Oh, well, he's a white guy. Of course, he's going to do this and think this and say this and believe that. Oh, yeah. You know, those black women, the Muslims. Oh, my gosh. And don't even get me started on the Chinese people. That's what we're living in today. That's what needs to stop. The problem is it's being fed to those on the left that the only way you're going to achieve this peaceful harmony is if everyone believes the way you believe. And that is not how that works. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? All right, give us a call back. Let's take a time out. I need to take a breath. (laughs) Got to check my temperature, man. I'm getting all riled up. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. 547-1610, Back with the final segment of today's show. Stay with us. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. This is the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Ed Dawson, Rob Francis, and you, 547 1610. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the show. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Mark from Ben City. Hi, Mark. What's going on? Hey, I got enough. Not quite on the subject question for you guys. COVID 19 shot. Okay. The documentation they give you for the COVID shots, you know. All of my records for shots are in a safe. So what I'm wondering is, can you take a picture of the shot record on your phone, and will that be uh, good enough for when they start wanting proof of your shot? It's a good question, Mark. Um, Everything that I have seen so far, anyway, has been you must 
like if you are uh, getting your second shot, you need to have the actual hard copy of the card from the first shot to prove that you had your first shot to get the second shot. Beyond that, you know, we're, we're still kind of in the infant stages of this notion that you're going to have to carry around a card to show that you're vaccinated. That's a slippery slope, is it not? Um, I don't. I, so I appreciate the call, Mark, but I, I don't know that we know that answer yet. Yeah, I don't think we have that answer because we don't even know how long the vaccine lasts. So if the vaccine lasts, as some have speculated, six to eight months, well, that card's not going to do you any good in a year. Right. You may have to get you may have to get revaccinated. Well, that's so, the other thing is we don't know we don't if know. we're going to need yearly boosters like we do the flu shot. Exactly. We, we haven't been through that stage yet. Um, so yeah, it's a great question. Um, love to be able to offer the answer, but yeah, I think it's just a little bit too early to yeah to think in those terms. A little bit more time on that one. Um, so as we we have a call. We do. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Max from Kennewick. What's up, Max? Oh, I just wanted to go back to what Ed was talking about there. I was thinking about I went to school in the 60s, and I and I went to a rural school, and I had some Latino kids and a few Native American kids and stuff like that, and nobody really discriminated against them or thought anything about them. They integrated into society and went on and they're doing fine, etc. My sons, fast forward, went to a large high school in the, uh, you know, 80s and 90s and uh, had mostly white kids, but there were some black kids and a few other ethnicities. And the kids themselves, they didn't demonstrate any problems either way with regard to race uh where it starts becoming an issue is when you start doing stuff like uh oh let's have this one group that uh speaks only spanish or uh let's separate this group out let's don't do the melting pot thing like the founding fathers talked about let's make groups that are different than yada yada and I think it's true, and I think that's the problem we have now. That's all I had to say. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Look, there are some, and I, I don't. I don't even want to necessarily use the term groups because I, I think it's more individually oriented. Because people lead groups. Groups are objects. They're inanimate. It's the people that lead them that make the decisions. And I truly believe that there are people out there that no matter what the situation is, no matter what presents, no matter what evidence comes to pass, no matter what facts we receive, their facts are always going to be predicated on race. They are always going to use that as a driver because for them, that is the most important thing, what you look like, not who you are. Not what your motivation is, but how it can be used to perpetuate their belief system. Truth has become more and more of a liability 
than than a benefit in a lot of situations and circumstances. Again, we'll take the disposition of the two events that happened in the last week. In Atlanta, the police said we don't know a motive. The shooter said he has a sex addiction. We have found out that he spent time in sexual rehab. People that knew him said that he was very quiet. He was kind of a loner. And the people that were with him in the halfway house where he was fighting his addiction or where he was going for treatment, the the facility he was going for treatment, said that he definitely had a sex addiction. And we found out that he frequented the three clubs that he went to and opened fire upon. Nothing in that said anything about race. In fact, the people that knew him said they never heard him utter any kind of racial statement. And quite honestly, if he was a racist, he wouldn't have gone to an Asian massage parlor to feed his sexual habit. No. He would have gone somewhere that if he really hated Asians, he would not have gone to an Asian massage parlor. He no. would have gone somewhere else. He would have picked up uh, a, a, a sex worker that was of the color he preferred, not go somewhere with people that you hate. That right, right there is, is a huge hole in the narrative being pushed by the far left and by the media. And so we come to today, where now the media wants to hold on a motive, whereas as a week ago, they couldn't wait to tell the motive that they believed that it actually was, and not believe the police or the, the confession of the shooter. So now we have a complete and total different presentation. Why? Because the, the, the race of the shooter in Boulder, Colorado, is one that they choose to protect, not one that they choose to focus on. And to be honest with you, I don't give a damn what your race is. If you kill people, you deserve to be punished for the, for the lives that you took. It doesn't matter what race you are. We bring it up to cite the disparity in how these are being presented. That if we actually presented these things the way that we have in the past, equally, the individuals would be seen as cowards and craven. But we don't do that anymore. We now make it race first, crime second. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, yes, good afternoon. This is Carlos. Carlos, Carlos, we got about a minute. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just pretty sad because the very first thing that I thought was uh, lives were lost, right? That should be number one priority. Um, as bad as it seems, it's just lives were lost. And it's really sad. No, it doesn't matter what, what race they are, you know. The number one thing is they were lost. And the next thing is, Ed, I, you know, your playground thing, it works really good for this area. You know, you're right. The kids really like playing with each other. But have you been to a playground in Compton? Have you been to a playground in Philly? Some of those playgrounds there? New York? You probably would not be very happy. That's what I got to say. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. I've been to ones in Philly and kids played together just fine because they're kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the last 30 seconds, uh, my son plays youth basketball, and he has played with uh, just about every kind of uh, nationality and background and skin color you can imagine. He only cares that you're a good basketball player. (laughs) He wants to be your friend if you're a good basketball player on his team because they want to win. That's all he cares about. Maybe we should take a, a you know, uh, a, a, a note to. to that. We yes. used to. Yeah. Well, maybe it's time to do it again. The Afternoon Report is next.